Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Carol Tuttle Child Whisperer Show. For the next hour, be prepared to be blown away as Carol shares some amazing tips and how-tos that are guaranteed to revolutionize your parenting experience. Each week, Carol brings her creative, hands-on approach to parenting using the unique model of child whispering, her vast knowledge of natural healing methods, and her passion and drive to help you become the best parent you can be. Carol is the mother of five grown children who all turned out to be pretty amazing people and are now becoming parents of their own, giving Carol the chance to become an even better grandparent. Welcome to today's show. Welcome to the Child Whisper Podcast. If you're listening live or you're listening uh, the recording, it's good to have you with me today. I'm excited about today's show. It's my first um, show that I'm featuring a teacher, and actually public, a public school teacher that teaches in the state of Maine that has read the Child Whisper, and she, on her own, um, with her own investment and interest in this, made a decision she wanted to apply this in her classroom in a way that's very, you'll find out. And um, I did a wonderful interview with her that you're going to hear today. And you're going to learn from Courtney how she is implementing these understandings and insights to help the children that she teaches. And so you can look forward to that in a minute. Just a couple of announcements before we get to today's show. We have a wonderful sale going on right now that because we love you, Valentine's sale uh, is now in process. It's 20% off everything in the Dressing Your Truth online store. So go to dressingyourtruth.com. And a very special promotion on our Dressing Your Truth courses. Both the men's and women's course are on sale right now for uh, a heavy discount. We normally sell the women's for $279 and the men's for, I think it's $179 or $199. It's in that range. But they're both on sale for $99. And... This is what we've never done before. We have a special promotion during the Because We Love You sale. You can purchase both a women's course and a men's course in a bundle for $179, and you get a $20 gift card that you can use in our store. That's a sweet deal. That's the deal I'd be going after because I'm all about deals. So I'm all about offering deals. And it's, you know, the thing is with addressing your truth course, um, it's it's in a manner, it's a little bit priceless because what you learn and what you gain in skill sets for not only your fashion and your sense of style and, and how you can bring out your best looks, whether you're a woman or a man, it's just a process. The whole learning experience is so incredibly validating to the truth of who you are, your inner expression of self. So here you're learning this whole style, fashion, kind of how to bring out your best look and the Dressing Your Truth program, but all through the learning experience, you're being, you have multiple ahas and insights about your own nature and who you are as a person and how to really um, be nurtured while you're learning so you can really show up in the world and live a life that's really fulfilling for you because anything less than living your truth is not going to be as fulfilling. And so we're excited as more men come into our world and that we can provide this information to both men and women. And, of course, it always translates to sons and daughters. So maybe you want to give your children a uh, Because We Love You gift and buy them 
maybe you have a son and daughter that you can buy the combo for and uh, save some money on that. So we have some fun blog posts. We've got the um, last week's ra- <coughs> excuse me last week's radio show perfect birthday gifts for every type of child, even adult children. That's up on the Child Whisper blog. Go to thechildwhisper.com. And then a complimentary post, birthday party ideas for all types of children. That's already been shared 577 times on Facebook. Love it when you're sharing the Child Whisper message. And here's another fun um, post, easy afternoon activity to bond with your daughter. That's already been shared 842 times on Facebook. Love it. And so continue to follow the Child Whisper blog. We're seeing momentum. There's a growth in our and our following. Thank you so much. And thank you for sharing this beautiful book with all of your friends through mediums like Twitter, Facebook. You need to take a picture on Instagram. Where in the world are you reading The Child Whisper? That would be fun to see. I am on Instagram, both Carol Tuttle and Dressing Your Truth. We have, I have both. Um, I'm set up under both names. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just If you were to Google Twitter, Carol Tuttle, Instagram, Carol Tuttle, Facebook, Carol Tuttle, you'll find it all. I love Google. I Google pretty much anything. So um, today's show, it is an interview because, of course, Courtney right now is in her classroom. And she teaches fifth grade, and I will introduce her during the interview. And so just kind of um, give you a, the, I will be playing the interview, and then the interview will pretty much take the entire rest of the show. So I will not be taking any live callers today, and I will not be um, taking any email questions. I think I'm all caught up in the email question um, territory. So if you have a question you prefer to have me answer via email, you can send it to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Um, but I always love talking to you. It's always such a wonderful experience to have you call in. So you can look forward to that in next week's show to have a personal conversation with me and love to support you. And I love hearing your success stories. I've got a few that have been submitted into uh, our, my support that I'm going to share with you next week. I don't want to take the time this week because of this fabulous interview that you're going to listen to. And so um, I'm looking up real quick. Next week's show topic is Want Cooperative Children? Use this guided meditation. So I'm going to teach you. Then you're bringing in a little more of my energy healing work into the child whisper world to help you understand the power of your mind and your emotions. And so next week you can look forward to another useful tool and be able to use this. You know, everything I offer you in this world is usually very practical and doesn't take a lot of time. I'm not going to give you a 60-minute meditation because I would never do a 60-minute meditation. It's going to be at the most, maybe 10 to 15 minutes. And what I suggest, I've um, already created couple other visualizations and meditations recently, guided visualization to create your perfect day, affirmations to become a better parent. These are in the in, they're indexed at the childwhisper.com website. You can find every radio show index there. And what I suggest when I offer you these tools is that you 
you, you know, you can even just, you can download these shows onto your smartphone, onto your computer, but you just bring up that portion of that show and you start to listen to it every day. Even if you're not verbally repeating it, you're putting your, your energy and your attention on this on a daily basis. It's going to swing your world into a much more incredible experience. It's going to, what I like to call, flip your life. You know, and so uh, have some fun with these energy healing and energy therapy tools through the meditations and visualizations that I offer and the affirmation tools. I know a lot of you are using those, and I'm hearing from you, and I love that it, you're seeing the difference that it makes, and so have fun with that. So with that, uh, let's get into today's interview. I want to um, personally before, I'm pretty sure I thanked Courtney at the end of the interview, but I also want to thank her now again that she took time to speak with me. And if you're a teacher, whether you're homeschooling or whether you're, you know, you may be a mom slash teacher. If you're a public teacher and you're implementing and this has brought in a new understanding for you into your educational experience and your support of children's learning, please, I'd love to hear from you. Email parenting at liveyourtruth.com because we have a list of possible um, guests that we consider to interview because I'd like to um, offer this support on a regular basis, at least once every six to eight weeks, somewhere in that range. And also, something else that's come to mind, if you have a forum, uh, um, if there is a space that you could, you think, man, I wish Carol would come speak at this, you know, whether it's a state event, whether it's your district you know, if there were enough teachers in even a school setting, I might consider coming to speak. I would love to introduce this to more into the world of education. And that's a very general um, thought, you know, what I've just put out there is, is fairly general, but I know there's some of you that have that thought and think maybe you're involved in a homeschooling group. Um, it's, it's a numbers thing. It depends how many that would be in a gathering, but there's other opportunities for me to... Uh... Anyway, if, if you have that thought, if it's something you can email us about, we'd love to hear about it. So with that, uh, let's move into our interview today, and thank you, Courtney, for this wonderful interview. Well, I am thrilled to have the inaugural um, interview of the opportunity to interview a teacher that has taken the concepts that I teach in the Child Whisper and has been implementing them in her classroom. And I want to introduce you to Courtney, who is currently a fifth grade teacher. Welcome, Courtney. Thank you. How um, I'm first curious, because I really don't know much. Um, we've never chatted before, and so I'm going to learn a lot during this interview as well, along with all of my listeners, how did you learn about the child whisperer, the four types, and, and let's just start that. How did, how, how did you come about my information? Um, well, one of your employees, Christine, um, actually gave me the book last February, I guess it was, um, and she had actually given me um, It's Just Your Nature probably six months mm -hmm. or so before that. And then mm -hmm. when the child whisperer came out, she knew I taught and thought, you know, why don't you give it a try and see what you think? And I just loved it. You know, it was great. So, so what motive? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I 
basically, I, the minute I read it and actually started looking at some of the passages that you had, you know, encouraging parents to kind of take some of this information to the classroom and to their teachers, um, motivated me to get involved from the other end, you know, to start looking at kids and saying, well, you know, how can I interpret some of this information and help myself and them in the classroom? Mm-hmm. So I did. Uh, <laughs> and I'm excited to learn about how you're doing that. So it obviously it first requires you to profile a child, and some children are really obvious in their energy type, and you're teaching fifth graders, so by the time you're seeing these kids, mm-hmm. they... You know, obviously, if their parents aren't understanding them and they're parenting contrary to their nature, some some children may not be as obvious um, because of influences in their life. So what, what's been your experience in identifying the energy types in children, first of all? What have you... How well, had, you're, you're what exactly right. Classroom? Some people are really obvious some of the kiddos, um, and it's sort of right out there and right up front. Um, And then others do take an awful long time to sort of tease out. And I started, when I started doing this, I was teaching third grade, so they were eight, you know, and and much younger. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was still seeing some of that, you know, I think you're this, I think you're that, I'm not really sure, and kind of taking a while to get to know them. And usually it was those higher energy kids, especially ones, um, that were blocking a lot of their energy and trying to squash it. So that mm-hmm. I would see, um, you know, a more subdued kid that seemed almost depressed during the day. And then right around dismissal time, I would get the little elfish face and the twinkle in the eye going, and I'd be like, hmm, <laughs> I think uh-huh. maybe, you know, this is a type one. And so as I, you know, started to share it with kids a little bit more, and that was really informal, where I was just kind of having small conversations with them and telling them the mm-hmm. stuff I had, you know, read and what I had learned and that we all had, you know, all of the four types, but we led with one or two more um, directly and kind of gave them a bit of information in a fun way. And I would mm-hmm. just sort of talk to them about, well, you like to do this and you like surprises and you like things to sort of move and jump and you're kind of a mover and a shaker. And they would just start nodding and go, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. And um, The more I did that, the more on target I became, you know, to kind of question them a little bit more. Um, They were more forthcoming with what was truly happening in them. So that was Uh a lot of fun. And I started to like what I saw in terms of their reaction. It was very empowering for them, especially the ones in the threes, because for the first time people were saying, or I was saying basically, you know, this is your energy and it's valuable energy instead of this is your energy and you need to get it under control. So they were very much engaged. (laughs) They wanted to know more. So it was interesting. So you're talking about the children wanted to know more? Children, yes. The, yeah. the children okay. did, yep. Did and it ever, they, have, you, have you um, ever talked to a parent about their children's energy type? I have a little bit in the sense, you know, not sort of kind of getting right in their face with the book, but at parent conferences sure. I definitely um, will mention their energy types and talk about some of the um, 
you know, things that they're putting out into the world with their energy and a lot of those descriptors that you have in the book for kids. Mm -hmm. And then I'll get Mm -hmm. a lot of nodding and smiling from the parents because I'm Mm -hmm. hitting nail on the head, like, oh, she knows my kid. This is definitely my kid. And sometimes they're frustrated by some of those, and sometimes they're happy by some of those, you know. And so it's more empowering for me to be able to take some of those attributes and kind of lift them up in a way that shows that, this is normal for them, this is who they are, Mm -hmm. and, you know, we need to celebrate that in them and we need to work with that energy rather than against it. So that's usually received very well, which has been great in conferences, and I've I've pretty much been doing it subtly in my subtle little Um, (laughs) two-way as I do parent conferences. So, And then if they get more interested, then, you know, I'll share the title of the book and things like that. So... You'll you'll see that they're open and then exactly then kind of invites invites it to go that in that direction. Yeah. Well, I would think you've got to be a, a really well, really highly regarded teacher by the parents of the children you have. You should get teacher well, of the year in their eyes. Well, I think I've always had that, that <laughs> sixth sense about kids, but um, you know, just having this information now for me has been just amazing because. The type 3 and the type 1 are obviously going to be my struggles as a type 2 yeah. because they, mm-hmm. their energy is exhausting, <laughs> quite frankly, for me. Um, mm-hmm. But now I don't take it so personally. Instead, I'm just sort of like, oh, that's their type 3 nature, and I have to work right. with it, and I have to figure out a way around it so that I'm not looking at it as, oh, my gosh, I've failed. I'm not keeping them under control. I'm, you know, why are they yeah. so yeah. disruptive? You know, I just see it as, oh, my type threes are ready to, you know, go crazy. I've got to switch it up. And yeah. I have more insight to them, and I have more tricks <laughs> now <laughs> to, you know, get to them and, and get them to do what I need them to do. So that's been a, a real blessing. Yeah, that has to be significant, especially for type one and type two children, like you've mentioned. Like you said, you have your tricks, where before you would have just felt, your own sense of failure or frustration or the need to discipline them, where now it's... Right, and the power struggle that you can get in with them. Yeah. You know, the power struggle, um, it just can be so intense, and it is um, very depressing, you know, to to be in that kind of a situation with children where you're just dreading each other every single day. And um, that, that, I think, has been the best thing that's happened for me is that where I was always going down that road, um, with those particular energy types, I'm doing it much less, like almost not at all. You know, occasionally yeah. still, depending on my energy level too, but um, true. I, I just but, feel like I get them better. Well, even if, you, if, that, if that plays out, you're, still, you're more conscious now of what's happening. You have answers. Right. So it's not like, yep. you know, you're, the, a lot of frustration occurs because, you feel like you don't know what to do, where you do know in this case right. it just plays out. I'm curious how many kids do you have in your classroom? Um, right now I have 19. So I've, have I've you ever, had, you know, anywhere from 18 to 26. Have you broken it down to how many of each type? 
Yeah, usually, well, you know, the first year I was having a lot of fun with it. That was last year. And then this year I went in very consciously. I actually get pictures of the kids on a class list, and so I was, like, trying to figure it out before I even got in there. But um, what, What's, what's the breakdown? Um, it's pretty evenly broken down, I would have to say. Um, you know, I think I think the minority would definitely be that type 3 girl, um, okay. And they tend to be kind of isolated a little bit more because they seem to be a little bit more rare or they'll be split up from other high-energy girls um, when they do, you know, the breakdown of classes. Yeah, so we'll look yeah. at behavior in that for um, class lists, which actually, if I had my druthers, they would be doing it by energy type <laughs> and putting them with the type of teacher that they need to be with, but... Um, which would be an interesting um, experiment. But, um, you know, I, I find that those are definitely the ones that suffer the most, our type 3 girls. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, well, my heart goes out to them. I know. <laughs> I, under, I understand this dilemma, especially the age you're teaching, because they're just the, they're the preteen, and they start to really have an inner struggle with, um, their own sense of appearance and all the right. things they talk about in addressing your truth world, you know, that's starting to kind of form for them at that yeah. age. So they're they're fortunate to have you as a very uh, sensitive teacher to their needs. <laughs> well, it's been so. nice because I, I do have colleagues that I've shared this with. I do have one teacher in my building that um, did buy the book and um, has been using it a little bit as well, and she's a type 3. And um, she's been a great mentor and role model to the type 3 girl that I have in my classroom currently because um, I did share that with that student, you know, that this person is and this person is type 3. And so she kind of gravitates towards those two women now. um, Oh, that's nice. sees them as role models and mentors. And it's sort of like making her feel like, okay, there's hope and it's a good thing. And, you know, this sort of rock and energy of that is, um, going to serve me well because these two women are obviously successful and making it happen. and So mm-hmm. that's been nice, too, to um, be able to point kids sort of in a direction of like energy, you know, and, and mm-hmm. matching them with that. And I did indeed last year put one of my um, extremely high-energy type 3 girls with a type 3 teacher, um, and it was funny because mm-hmm. when I asked her who she wanted, she named that particular teacher. And I, of course, didn't tell her I was putting her there, but I had already made the decision, you're definitely going there, <laughs> you know. So, mm-hmm. And it does mm-hmm. make a big difference, especially with kids that are unhappy and shut down in school, to finally get a teacher that um, mirrors that back to them a little bit better. Yeah. Do you have any aspirations to go on to be a principal? <laughs> I have a little bit, yeah. I've done a little bit of work in that direction, but I don't know. You certainly have some influence in that role to help (laughs) create these classroom scenarios. Oh, that's great. So what's um, do you have an example? I'd love an actual example how, like, kind of a before and after in the classroom, like with a situation that you have dealt with now with this knowledge and how it played out versus how it would have looked when you didn't have it. 
Yeah, I have a really strong one actually um, from last year, and it it does involve that type three girl. Um, and she and I were just at loggerheads. I mean, it was getting very painful um, for both of us. And she was very um, loud, and she was a tall girl and a large girl, and, and her force was just mighty. And um, she could not be quelled. I mean, there was just no way for her to settle it down, and she kind of liked her forcefulness a lot, too, and was using it strongly. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So we were really on a battlefield, and that was all through the fall. And then, um, you know, I was just at my wit's end, and she was, you know, not only overt energy, but a lot of passive-aggressive energy as well, very angry, very frustrated. And so then I got the book in February and read it over vacation, and kind of went back thinking, okay, now I kind of get her, and I've been doing a lot of things wrong, um, which was very humbling. Um, so I, I immediately stopped telling her to be quiet, and that was very hard, um, because she was disrupting <laughs> other people too, you know. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden one day, because I was literally pulling at straws, you know, how do I fix this? How do I engage her? How do I get going on this? Um, and we had a recycle bucket in the classroom that was supposed to be for fruits and vegetables and whatnot. And nobody was really taking care of it, and it wasn't this big priority for me, and I was kind of forgetting about it. And So one day I was like, what's with this recycle bucket, and who's in charge of this, and where do we even dump this, and I don't even know what to do with it, and won't somebody take this over? And So she said, well, I will. And I said, well, I don't know where it goes. I don't know who's in charge. And she goes, well, I'll go find out. Now she's eight. You know, so she just leaves uh-huh. the classroom with the bucket, and I just let her go. And now uh-huh. she's roaming around the school. You know, and ten or fifteen minutes later, she comes back. She's like, "I found the classroom. This person's in charge. This is what we need to do. This is when it needs to be emptied. And could I get this guy to work with me on it?" And I said, "That's fine. It's your project." And that's sort of how it began. That I just kind of gave her this big sense of. This needs to be done. I don't really know how to do it, so could you just Mm -hmm. take it over? And she was on top of it. And the more I did that, the more our relationship completely shifted. It was like if I spoke to her with this kind of respect that she was older, wiser, in charge, knew what she was doing, then I got Mm -hmm. a totally different child of her. And she started to quiet down. She was never quiet, but she, she became more in control, um, less mm-hmm. apt to disrupt the whole world around her. Um, mm-hmm. She became the person that I could put um, other kids that were feeling nervous about an activity or something like that, you know, that just needed a little bit of a take-charge person near them, and she was brilliant with them. So that was probably my biggest, happiest um, success, is that I became extremely fond of her by the end of the year, and very protective of her because, you know, sort of the rest of the world of the school was looking at her as this sort of large, obnoxious being, and I just didn't see her that way anymore. Um, so that was that was huge for me. Yeah, it's a really great helped story. Me to, um, you know, have a lot more empathy and understanding for those those types of kids in general that... Um, you know, once they sort of can dig into something that they own completely and can take charge of, it just, it's amazing to watch. Yeah. What uh, about her parents? Had they, what was their 
position with her? Were um, they parents that were involved, or they did they I think have they, a yeah, they were, perception of her? Dad was um, of a like energy, and so she and Dad had this sort of raw, you know, energy going on in the family. Mom was less so. Um, so I think she was encouraged at home with her energy type. I don't think they were trying to squash it, but I think in school okay. um, it was being squashed, and um, her anger and frustration had been coming out quite a bit, I guess, um, previous to grade three. So she yeah. um, she yeah. left my room, you know, a lot more um, in control and confident in terms of her schooling and just able yeah, to kind of let some of that intelligence out in a in a more reasonable way as she uh-huh. as she left third grade. So that was good. That's awesome. How she, do you have any with, yeah, do you have any idea how she's doing this year? Good. I mean, I did put her with um a type 3 teacher and um okay. who also had the stature, you know, was tall and just had a lot of the same mannerisms and and that helped a great deal. She was very happy um to be in yeah. that class. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. So so I'm curious in, you know, okay, on a day-to-day basis, now that you, you're talking about interactive, more personal um, experiences, you're, you know, with the subjects you're teaching, where does this information, the four types, where have you implemented it into your actual curriculum where you are making different choices for different types of kids on a curriculum level versus where you manage, you know, the whole classroom moving through certain curriculum. I'm very curious about that because to me, not just the personal interaction, but the teaching of the curriculum and and what you're, how are you using it for that? Um, It actually dovetails pretty nicely into differentiation, um, which we do anyway in education, so we're looking at learning mm-hmm. styles. But yeah. it goes a little bit deeper than that. So um, a lot of times uh, for reading groups, for instance, I might take, you know, even though you're looking at taking reading groups by strategy or by reading level, sometimes actually I'll take them by energy type. So I'll put mm-hmm. ones and threes together, um, which is always very funny because they last about five seconds and then I have to tell them they have to go away until they can come back and listen to each other. And then I'll take the twos and the fours <laughs> and put them together. And children that, you know, twos that never speak, that are just like, mm-hmm. you know, constantly mute in the classroom and never raise their hand and never share anything, suddenly get some confidence in those quieter groups to participate um, another thing I've done is I'll send a group of twos and fours away to write down their thinking first and then come back and share so that it's not so on the spot and they have to think of it mm-hmm. immediately. So it gives them mm-hmm. the time to go off and kind of mull it over and find the answer and whatnot and then come back um, and have a piece of paper in front of them and that sort of, you know, I, I know what it is, I know what I want to say. Um, the ones mm-hmm. and the threes I've done more... Um, you know, on your feet, spontaneous things like I'll have them put together news broadcasts or skits, um, things that are kind of using that level of their energy mm-hmm. a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, some of that obviously is, you know, we were trained to do a lot of that, but um, sure. I think that 
you know, when you're a type two <laughs> and you're a teacher, you don't always want to shake it up in that way. So um, kind of figuring out what's not going to overload you but also provide those types of higher level, higher energy activities for um, those ones and threes that need it so much. Um, yeah. A little bit of a, a, a balance, you know, and I think I think the same can be said for, you know, like the type one teacher who's got, you know, 50 balls in the air in the classroom and it's kind of a, a three-ring circus in there. For those type twos and fours, it's going to be a little bit more difficult to find that quiet downtime. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I think that if more people were aware of this in the field, they would see it a little bit differently than just learning style, that it's actually how you can relax and how you can push through an assignment or how you can get to right. level thinking. And, you know, so it, it can take on a whole different level. Mm-hmm. And so uh, reading's an obvious subject that you, that you're mm-hmm. already, like you said, you're already strategizing. If you find in your because you've got creative subjects and more academic subjects, so like math, for instance, or um, English. And so are you finding ways to motivate and help children in their learning in all subjects, or have you found there's just certain ones that's really applicable? I think it could work for all subjects, and I think, again, it goes back to, you know, who I am, too. Like, obviously, math right, right. Um, lends itself to a lot more game-like structures, um, which are, of course, going to excite the ones and, you know, get the competition to the threes. But it's me breaking through my hesitancy to get things wound up to that level. So, um, sure, sure. you know, I have to, I have to be very conscious of the fact that I want it quiet, <laughs> you know, and that can't happen all the time. <laughs> but I got to shake it up a little bit. But um, you know, for instance, I'll put um, sometimes I'll put that energy type in charge of a game. You know right. what I mean? So I'll put them up at the board, leading it, so that I can kind of sit back and just watch, rather than be mm-hmm. the ringleader of it. Um, and I right. like that too. So again, it's sort of using, <laughs> manipulating their little energy types to. Um, you know, sure. do what's less comfortable for me to do. Well, in a in, in a group scenario, there is a benefit, um, I would think as well, that they experience each other's energy types that as a whole classroom experience, that sometimes the type twos and type fours are having more fun because the type ones are influencing that. Right. You know? exactly. So there's yeah. there's the there's the value of the benefit and that the type ones and type threes need to learn to apply structure and focus mm-hmm. in at times, <laughs> you yeah. know, because yeah. those are all qualities of about, you know, that we may not lead with them, but we certainly want to develop them to draw from in the way we, you know, to be successful in life. I think we give each other those uh, platforms to play off of, so... Um, or if you've seen, you probably see where the whole room can take on kind of a type one energy, but yeah. that's okay for that particular experience, you know. Right. And you do see twos blossom, especially in smaller groupings, where suddenly they can be very silly and chatty yeah. and yeah. Uh, open up. And, and it's, it is nice to see that happen um, yeah. in your classroom, too. You know, and there are moments when that kind of small group work is so beneficial for them. 
Um, type yeah. fours are are tricky, um, and they can get very stubborn in their quiet way. Um, uh-huh. It's interesting to kind of um, work with that energy type a little bit more. And uh-huh. it really stymies most educators because when they dig their heels in, there's really no moving the mountain, you know. Right, and they don't right. really want to fess up to what's what's motivating them to do that. They just, you know, especially if they feel like you don't respect them, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that that's been a learning curve for me as well. So although most of my struggles have been with a type three, um, type fours definitely get me thinking, you know, it's sort of how do I get around this person and, and sometimes it's as easy as just, you know, straightforwardly apologizing and saying, hey, you know, I've been nagging you and bugging you and, you know, just at you and I trust you now. I, I know you understand your own learning. This is what needs to be done by the end of the week. There's the short list. Have at it. I don't know how you're going to get there. I'm sure you'll figure it out and walk away. And I've had a lot more success with that, with them where suddenly there's just such a turnaround because I finally admitted that, hey, I'm doing it wrong here with you, <laughs> you know. No, that, that, you, you I have a plan. You know? saying that, 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 you know, that you're, <laughs> it's very clear. They can understand that. Now they can move forward. <laughs> and they were respect, you respected happen. them. <laughs> yeah, and I've seen it happen. And, I, you know, where I've seen a, a type four who's just, like, wound everybody up in, you know, both sides of her family and teacher and, you know, finally me just giving the reins back to her and saying, here you go, take care of it, you know, we're going to lay off. And now I get little notes saying, well, this is going to be late, it'll be on Monday, and but otherwise homework is done and assignments are done and she's caught up and, you know, it went from not getting any work done to now being, you know, sort of in charge of her own learning and, and making it work. And so, you know, these kind of kids will frustrate an educator because we keep trying to demand and demand and demand and, and think, you know, there are deadlines and you have to do it and, you know, the nagging, and they don't appreciate that um, at all, and it doesn't no, work. It that, fires on you. That so. lock, they lock down bigger. <laughs> and then yep. and it's not because it's interesting because um, – they, children, as I've said so many times, I don't think even at the age that you're dealing with are wanting to consciously be willfully defiant. You know, they just, no. there's something going on in them they can't counter. They, right. they, it's a natural response to not be cooperative when they're not honored. And so, you know, but then they're disciplined as though they're willfully trying to defy you, which again is, just a um, such a slap in the face for a type four, you know, because they're just like, you know, I just I'm trying to be true to myself here. Right, right. <laughs> so they don't, yeah. they don't have a. Con- you know, you're more conscious of these kids than they are of themselves at this point. Right. You understand what's what's kind of influencing the behavior and the choices they're making, and then again, you're you know, in your wisdom, you're looking at what. What am I doing in my approach? What what's right. what do I got to what do I got to do different to engage yep. this child? So, and uh, also not being what, afraid to humble yourself in front of them and say, "Look, I've yeah. been screwing up. <laughs> you know, I have been going totally against your whole nature, and I don't want to do yeah. that to you anymore." Yeah, and I found type yeah. four children, and especially the you know, in the case of 
my own son, he comes back very apologetic as well. <laughs> you know, they'll meet you mm-hmm. on the same ground. <laughs> we'll say, yeah. okay, now we can talk. So, right. What what advice do you give a teacher who would like to implement more of the child whisper in their classroom? Because um, you've done it true to your nature, um, more methodically, and you've been very mindful of yourself, and I want to talk about that in a moment, that you haven't given up your own, you, you know, your own care, care of your nature. What, what are some tips you can share with the teachers that um, are listening? I think that, you know, just really reading the book a lot <laughs> and then um, having dialogues with kids. I mean, that's been the most successful thing with me is just starting out having very um, comfortable small group dialogues that were almost spontaneous um, and just putting forth that validation to them that I think most kids just don't hear enough that their natural way of being is good, yeah. okay, and needed in this world. And the minute you do that, they just, like, perk up. They can't even believe that somebody's talking to them like this because right. too often it's sort of that go away, sit down, be quiet, you know, take care of it yourself instead of saying, well, we need people like you and like you and like you, you know, all the different types that – they all have a place. And um, I think that, you know, if you have morning meeting and that kind of thing and you really want to do it on a more formal basis, you could definitely just be talking about the different types and having dialogue and kind of celebrating some of the attributes that each type brings to the table. Um, Mm -hmm. I would love to see this come into more professional development because it fits in so nicely. Like I said, it kind of deepens that differentiation piece that we're already doing right well well i won't won't say a lot but in my big picture plan i definitely have um i'm starting to think about that that's kind of like it was interesting because as we're closing out this year uh this last year um it really started to be impressed upon me very very strongly i needed to start to develop an education platform with the child whisperer and I'm not going to say any more because I'm in I'm in a lot of okay what's that look like right now there's a lot of variables in that and you know it's just kind of ironic in my world I I laugh because I think that's where I started my career you know in the classroom Mm -hmm. I was a high science teacher and I think this is too funny I come full circle you know that I'm very very passionate about you know, I, I love everything that I can, that I've, um, the content that has come from me and my company and what we do. I love dressing your truth. I love, but I have to say, if I had to, you know, if I were to sit down with God and say, okay, Kara, you know, if God were to say to me, you can, you can pick one, one thing that you're, you know, really, really passionate about, this is it. Because I recognize how we wound the human nature so clearly now and in what you're talking about and I love that you again validate that children want to succeed they want yep. to be cooperative yep you know and they don't they thrilled. don't want to struggle right and they're thrilled when you start to talk about the whatever um, unique aspect is of their nature whether they're a one a yes. two a three or a four they just love it 
they just love to hear it and say, well, I, what am I again and what do I do? And it's like, you know, you start to tell them and they're, they could just keep nodding their heads going, yes, yes. And it was so cute. Um, this year when I was talking to kids about it, one little boy leaned over to a friend and, and whispered to him that I was a witch. And, and the kid said, he just called you a witch. And he said, how do you know these things about us? <laughs> and I just so laughed cute. and I said, well, I just understand about energy profiling because I read this book, you know. But, um, <laughs> you know, he just couldn't believe that I had this insight and that I just got them all so so well. And, um, yeah. you know, it's it, I just like to see how empowering it is for them. You know, I think the yeah. kids don't have a lot of confidence in general, and we're not doing enough to build that confidence. You know, yeah. I think we are with sports and all these other activities, but, you know, we really just need to validate who they are. Um, and right. It's okay. Well, that, you know, for that's the first, if there were, like, we were to look at how to implement this um, just in the classroom. Obviously, now, you know, what I'm talking about, when I'm looking at things coming from me, that that's a long-term, you know, I'm talking about over the next several years, I'm going to be really looking at, you know, starting to develop some things. In the meantime, um, I encourage teachers to do exactly what you've done, at least bring it into your sphere of influence, because ultimately that, you know, the bigger picture just takes more time to really be successful in implementing something on a much larger scale, but you can influence the environment you're responsible for, just like Courtney said. And I love, I would suggest the first phase of implementation would be just get to know the types of your children in your classroom and start to relate to them in that manner. Don't even apply it to curriculum yet. Just start with the interpersonal relationship. Build build, um, a a confidence in that and a rapport. Then... Once you've kind of established that, um, you can start to look at curriculum and how can I apply this to their learning styles and, and my learning strategy, you know, my teaching strategies. Because another question I want to ask you, you know, I'm not going to assume it is, I want to look, ask you about how it's required more time and investment that ultimately what have been the rewards for that and has any of the reward been saving you? I would think saving you time and decreasing the need for disciplinary action and disrupting contention. So you do get that, you know, that's an energy ex- expenditure that you're not having to expend. But tell us about how this is um, your the time investment for you or how, because a lot of people think, you know, teachers think, oh, my goodness, you know, I've got like cater to four different types of children. <laughs> Well, I think most teachers are trained and, and expected to teach to learning style anyway. However, right. this kind of cuts right to the chase. Like you you know more about how a child is going to attack a certain situation or problem or um, mm-hmm. activity or whatever it is, how they're going to interact with other people, whether they work best alone, directing their own learning or in a group. Um, being more dynamic, so you can kind of actually fine-tune and totally individualize almost um, mm-hmm. their curriculum. And I, I mean, my, I am pretty good at differentiation in my classroom. You know, I really do tend to look at all, you know, everything about the child. 
um, and have a lot of different things going on because of that. But um, I am definitely going to put, you know, a two or a four in charge of their own learning a little bit more so it's more self-directed right. and, and quieter and, um, you know, they, they have control over it. Whereas, um, like I had said before, I'm going to give ones and threes much more action and ability to perform and interact and and that kind of thing. So it's it's not that you're doing more, you're just doing it more appropriately. Mm-hmm. I, I think mm-hmm. you just know in your heart and in your gut that this is right for the, the that particular child. So that you're not just doing a differentiated activity for the sake of differentiation, you're streamlining mm-hmm. it to that child. And, and it just gives you more information. Mm-hmm. You know, That's in great. order to make a better um, a better decision about what their learning plan should look like. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it becomes very once you understand it, like you said, it just becomes an an innate. Um, it's just you, you just see people this way. You're just like, oh, right. I get you know. It's like right. knowing people say others, to, people will you know how do you know like. How, do you just see everybody's energy type? And I say, well, you have to understand, you know, I had to under, like all, any human being, we had to learn this is the color brown. These people have brown hair. These people have this color skin. These people have, I look at someone, I can say, oh, you have a Hispanic or some kind of Latino um, ethnic background, you know. And I, it's not, it's just information. It, it's no judgment around that. It's just information that how we, we're classifying everything, so for the for me now, it's just the same. Oh, you're this type, you know. And they do that with kids. Right. You're this type, and so you're able to apply that just without any extra effort. Yeah, you know, like you said, there's some kids that are a little bit mysterious because they're not really authentically expressing it. But once once you see it, it starts to it just starts to naturally present more. Right. You're exactly. like, oh, and it's funny because you'll hear other colleagues talk about a child and say, you know, with some sort of concern or frustration and I'll just think to myself, um, yeah, but they're a type four and so I know. you actually have to go like they're not gonna want to do that. <laughs> you know? And I just get it at this point, you know, and, and I know how I would handle it at that you know, with that particular yeah. individual. Um or if you've got, you know, your type three just you know, taking over the classroom, you you can not be offended by it or upset by it. You just sort of step back and smile and go, well, that would totally be a type three. <laughs> you know, look at them go. Yeah. Um, you know, and I have to say, you, you, you would think, you would hope, you'd think that teachers, because they're frustrated, would be like, you have answers, please tell me. Now, that's not always the case because, you know, it is a very territorial experience. But, you know, it's my classroom. And, mm-hmm. and so to me it is a bit of a phenomenon still that we're willing to live with our frustrations when the answers are just a conversation away, you know. But I'm sure you can tell who would be open and who would not be because of their own um when people aren't necessarily living their truth, they may not be open to supporting a child in living theirs. <laughs> right. Right. It's yeah. a tricky a tr- so yeah, you know, the, you can't just go up to a teacher and say, well, you should read this book, The Child Whisper. You know, right. Because then that can be very offensive, and there's a lot of um, kind of knowing how to manage yourself within 
the school system so you don't have to deal with the politics of teach of the teaching domain. So um how my how has this helped you knowing your energy type? Um, it's helped me in the sense that um with a two three combo I can I have to let that three take over a lot at school. And mm-hmm. and I'm exhausted and <laughs> burned out. Yeah, I bet. And it's it's been harder for me. I think that I've always sort of protected the two um part of me in the workplace and um I think in the last year I've been trying to let more of that show in the classroom. You know, be a little bit more warm and fuzzy rather than yeah. Yeah. You know, on task and keeping everybody under control and sure. um but you know, it takes a little bit of confidence to do that because there's always been this feeling that if I don't keep my three in the forefront then, you know, they're just gonna run right over me. Um I'm finding that the more I let the two out, the better things are. That they're more sure. responsive and that they need that more. So it's been an interesting uh, year of discovery in that sense, I have to say. And then, you know, I think it, that if I honor that two pieces me and not let the three take over, I'm going to be less sick, less run down, you know, less stressed out um, in the long run during the course of the school year. So Yeah. So it's been, uh, well, I, been kind of... I bet that became your, um, when you were a child in... Your classroom as a child, I would suspect that's where you started to develop some of those tendencies to make sure you weren't the, you know, you probably recognize yourself in some of these type 2 children and mm-hmm. you learn to, I need to put myself out there more, otherwise I'm not going to be heard. So now right. you're, yeah. you know, is it, you're in the classroom as the adult making, um, you know, addressing those tendencies and kind of allowing your energy to reformat into its proper order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. And I'm glad, glad, glad you noticed that you do pay a huge price if you don't. Is a type two. Right. Yeah. Which you learn, it's not worth it. You know, it's just not. You don't need to just be paying that price on a physical level. So I no. think, <laughs> think it's great what no, you're doing. No, it's not good. So any last thoughts you'd like to would you um any last thoughts you'd like to share? Well, just that it, it has been exciting to, you know, just everything. The child whisperer, using it in the classroom, um, understanding kids better. I feel like my room um runs better and, and I just feel better about them. I know children better um than I think I let myself know them before. Mhm. And um you know, just I, I just enjoy all of it. You know, I enjoy sharing it with others, like you said, who are open to it, and and I do sort of grab people's ears and tell them about it and get all excited. Yeah. And so, well, um, a good, you know, a, a good place to just refer people to look at the book is Amazon because there's so many amazing five-star reviews on the book. Yeah. Oh, I did, I did have a friend that I teach with who's bought the books, and she... You know, she is using them, and it's it's really nice to have a colleague to be able to talk the same lingo with, too. You know, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it makes it a little, it's um, 
Yeah, it's inter- it makes it a little more interesting, and you collab- we can collaborate together. That's great. Well, I, tr- I trust in time because this is information that any information that helps change life for the better does continue to find its way into the world, which I'm thankful for. And I am very, very grateful that you took it upon yourself to implement this in your classroom and and see the um, differences that are being made. And, and thank you for doing that. I'm going to invite other teachers. Um, if you're a teacher and you are implementing some of the class, um, child whisper philosophy into your classroom. I'd love to hear from you. Just email parenting at liveyourtruth.com because I would like to continue doing uh, interviews with teachers to continue to support more teachers being able to implement this. In the meantime, before we can, you know, things are not in place to be able to affect public education. <laughs> but I, I'm a real believer in grassroots movement that. You know, I could have said, well, I'm going to take this information into the education system or, I, I, or what I did choose to do is I'm going, to, I'm going to make a book available to parents. And at some point, when enough parents are informed, they demand change because they're like, you know, I don't want my child being wounded while they're trying to learn. So it's just following the process of, um, allow, you know, it. I feel very confident, though, that we'll continue to see great things happen with um, understanding the four types in the classroom, and it appreciate what you're doing in your sphere of influence, Courtney. It's It's been great. So, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, you're welcome. And continue to keep me posted on your success stories. I will. Thank you. For more information on Carol's revolutionary Child Whisperer parenting system, go to www.thechildwhisperer.com where you can learn more about purchasing her groundbreaking parenting book, The Child Whisperer. That's www.thechildwhisperer.com. To submit questions to Carol Tuttle's Child Whisperer show, email your questions to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. That's parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Thank you for being a part of today's show. 